Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Crew, a mom to twin girls, small town family doctor, and an anxiety and mindset coach for moms and mompreneurs. Let's face it, motherhood is an adventure, and it can be all-consuming if we let it. I believe that too often we lose ourselves when we become mothers, and our lives run us rather than us running our lives. This podcast is designed for the multi-passionate, but overwhelmed mom who is ready to master her mindset, quiet the chaos, and create the life and business of her dreams without sacrificing what's important to her. Each week on this show, I'll bring expert tips, guest interviews, and a healthy dose of honesty to help you finally step back into your power and create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to Mind Over Motherhood. On this episode of Mind Over Motherhood, I am speaking to Amy Hudgens, who is the founder of the Nourish Girls Project. Amy is also a board-certified nutrition consultant, wellness coach, author, speaker, educator, and visionary. Over the past 10 years, Amy has shown hundreds of women how to make nourishment simple for their families and themselves. Amy has a Bachelor of Arts in Women's and Gender Studies from Sonoma State University. She's worked in women's health for over a decade, supporting and advocating for women and girls' health care services. Amy also has a special interest in optimizing brain health and empowering emotional wellness, which is right up my alley. A true visionary, (laughs) Amy is pioneering the Nourished Girls Project with a vision to inspire and empower pre-adolescent and adolescent girls to live their joy, dream big, and be kindness advocates. Activists. (laughs) I was thinking advocate, but it's activists. (laughs) Changing the world by learning how to be kind to themselves and others. Her main muse and inspiration is her 11-year-old daughter, Nyla. I'm really excited to have you, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me on Mind Over Motherhood. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored to be here tonight. And I know that this conversation is going to be super, super inspiring and powerful for my listeners because obviously most of my listeners are moms. And I think as women, if we have daughters, we always want the absolute best for them. We often want better than what we had. And so I think any opportunity we have to learn about how we can really raise strong, powerful, healthy girls into women, I think it's just an incredible opportunity. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Me too. I can't wait. (laughs) Let's start. Why don't you just tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of like what you do and what is the Nourish Girls Project? Yeah, so my name's Amy, and I am the founder of the Nurse Girls Project. I have the really special thing about it, there's many, but that I have co-founded this project with my daughter, who was nine, and she is now 11, so we've been going at it for a little bit, and so it's just like top of the iceberg to be able to, you know, co-found something with, you know, with my daughter. And, you know, I've been a board, I'm a board certified nutrition consultant and wellness coach. I've been doing it for over a decade and I really work with always have and still do a lot of my private clients being moms, busy moms, working with them on making, helping to make nourishment simple in all avenues, you know, not just because it's not always just about the food. So, you know, I really, I really work with a lot of moms and their families and preteens and teen girls now a lot. (laughs) 
Yeah. And with your daughter being a preteen, you're yeah. right in the thick of it, which I think is so important. Yeah. I think that most of us as women, if we're running businesses, it's usually centered around something we've been through or are going through. And Absolutely. we're always like in that helping others kind of behind us. And so I know one thing that you focus on a lot is kind of helping them support their preteen girls or their adolescent daughters, you know, kind of through that like rocky transition with like puberty and periods and hormones and all those sorts of things. So I'd love to hear, you know, some of the most common, uh, I guess, most common challenges that you hear from women in this area. Cause like, I guess we define the pre-adolescent, you know, adolescent from maybe like, yeah. 10 to I don't know what how would you define that yeah. like age group yeah it really depends I mean it can start as early as eight you know what I mean I'd say roughly like 10 ish to 14 ish you know mm-hmm. give or take give or take a little bit and so what are some of the struggles that you find mums are coming to you with about that phase well, the, the first one that I heard a ton, you know, this summer we had a summer camp where we, you know, did a virtual summer camp and uh, there were over 200 girls from all over the world that came. And it was amazing, empowering, inspiring. And afterwards, we kind of surveyed a lot of the families, you know, like, how was the camp? What are you looking for next? And probably the top one was like, help, I'm not ready my daughter's changing so quickly, her moods, her behavior. So I, I would say what I hear the most is, I'm not ready. Tell me what to do. Or this is happening so quickly, you know, mm-hmm. with the preteen and being in that puberty, if she has started menstruating or has not, you know, it's just kind of like, ah, what do I do? What do I get? You know, just how can I support her body? So that's probably like the number one thing that I have, have been hearing and hear quite a lot, mostly around moods, <laughs> moods, mm-hmm. and moods and changing body and changing mood so quickly. Yeah, it's definitely a volatile time. And oh, I have yeah. two girls, I have four year old twins. And so I know that in the future, it'll be me going through this and my poor husband going through this at the same yeah, time with two totally. girls. <laughs> and so what are some strategies that you recommend for parents, right? I know that's a big question. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like, what are some of the strategies, maybe with nutrition or, you know, that that you you recommend for parents? No, absolutely. It's a great question. And I mean, I really talk a lot about supporting different organs in the body with very simple nutrition. So I could give, you know, a couple tips on that would be, you know, really supporting the liver through eating simple foods that are bitter, like arugula, artichoke, and we'll get to where everyone's saying my kids maybe won't eat that. But you know, like, citrus, you know, a little bit of lemon and water. And that really helps with kind of moving the liver that can get a little stagnant, you know, during that puberty and period time. And you will notice what it gets like that when you experience or see from your preteen, maybe more irritability, more less patience, just like that feeling, you know, maybe not sleeping is great. And so really being able to support the the liver kind of moving, uh, you know, gently with food is really, really, really important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's one important thing. Yeah, go ahead. 
And I was going to ask, yeah. So what, so I love that the liver and specifically yep. like with the kind of grumpiness, but I could hear, like you said, the first things I was thinking when you were saying it was one, my, like I could hear patients of mine, parent, like, you know, parents saying, there's no way my kid's going to eat arugula. There's no way my exactly. kid's going to eat artichoke. Yep. Right. And, exactly. and so like, maybe can you share a little bit around that and what yeah. they're supposed to do? Yeah, totally. I think it's great conversation starters, too, because you're like, all right, you know, hey, how about this arugula? They're like, no, not doing it. All right. Let's talk about some other things that maybe are bitter. Maybe we can get into your body that, you know, or something that you like. So, you know, like lemon, grapefruit, citrus, Mm -hmm. that's that's a bitter. It's actually Mm -hmm. bitter. And it really, really works very like well. So, you know, can simply put a little, you know, squeeze of lemon in water you know, eat extra, a little bit extra citrus. So that's something that I find most, not everybody, but most, you know, preteens will go for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and I, I think another thing is to really support the, the blood sugar, you know, and so really focusing on having enough, you know, good fats and protein throughout the day. You know what I mean? It could be like a little, you know, almond butter, you know, on some, on a veggie or on a little piece of toast or, you know, like a little bit of chicken or whatever it is, a little avocado or there's other stuff, but just supporting the blood sugar throughout the day. So there's not as many dips. I think that's a really, I think that's amazing advice. Cause I know, yeah. I mean, like I said, my girls are a lot younger. They're not pre-adolescent, thank goodness. Right, right, um, right. But like, I certainly know when they're hungry cause their moods are more labile, right? They're up and yeah. down, they're irritable. They freak out at the smallest thing. And then fast forward 10 years and my girls are 14, it's going to be kind of the same way. And I mean, I often think like all humans are like that, right? Like totally. when my kids get really hungry and they're really crabby, I'm like, crap, I get hangry. Like I get hangry like a boss. Like it's my job, yeah. right? Totally. So when they get hangry and when your, you know, adolescent daughters are getting ang- hangry, right? It's, it's probably high time to just pay closer attention to what, what are we feeding them or what are they eating? Because really at that phase, like you're not often feeding your kid, you, right. they're choosing things. Yeah. And so it's more like, what are you stocking the fridge with so that she can grab something that's going to sustain her blood sugar. So she doesn't have those crazy volatile, you know, mood dips and ups and down due to blood sugar. I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and talking on that too, is like empowering, you know, like having these conversations and, you know, empowering her to be able to track things. I often talk about developing anchors or a lot of people may, you know, see this as habits, things that will set her up all month long. Let's if she's menstruating, if she's not, but just being able to like, you know, add in a few things and we can talk about some of these anchors, but just being able to feel nourished in a way that anchors her in that she can do herself and having these conversations of like, all right, I see that, you know, whatever's happening, you know, let's see, have you drank your water? And you're not asking these questions. You're just in your mind, but you're teaching her to start to be empowered by like, have I drank my water? How much Mm -hmm. sleep did I get? How, how's it going with my friends? You know, am I, am I feeling joy? You know, uh, what have I eaten? And it's just, you know, have I moved my body today? You know, am I laughing? And so it's a way to kind of track you as a mom or grown up being able to, okay, like you said, you notice when your girls are, you know, needing Mm -hmm. to eat or whatever, or we, and then having those, you know, empowered conversations so that eventually she's like, I know how to fill my energy bank, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's really, it's really powerful and you can start super young, you know what I mean? And then it just builds and builds and builds. It doesn't always happen, 
you know, but it's really great to have those conversations. I talk a lot. I love that because I talk a lot about modeling and I think that really what we do as moms and what, what I believe my role as a mother is to model the best and healthiest, most purpose-filled life that I can for my kids, right? right? Because we are our children's first example of what it means to be a woman in this case, if you have daughters, or to be yes. a human, regardless of gender or, you know, I- identity. We're the first, we're, we're often like looked to as this is how I'm supposed to do life. And so all the things you were just speaking about, right? Like, am I taking care of myself? Did I drink enough water? These are all awareness, self-awareness yeah. skills that we need as adults, right? And that I harp on all the time. If anybody ever worked with me I'm always like and are we checking in did we do our self-care are you meditating are you checking in and it sounds like a lot of work right like when you're a busy mom and you have a million things you have kids going every which way and you know COVID has helped us in that way and that it's kind of quieted the schedule it's been a a calendar cleanse in a way but yeah but you know we're still busy there's still lots on the go in our minds all the time and so it can feel like a lot to pile on extra self-care which is like such a kitschy term but I think that there's so much value in doing that in an intentional way and modeling it so that your young daughters see that. I remember as early as like, I think my kids were two at least. And I still can see Faye's little face when she asked her sister to take some space because she needed to have some time to herself. Wow. And it's because I say that all the time. Mommy's going to go and take some time for herself. Or, or my husband will say, daddy's going to go take some time and go to the gym and take some time for himself. And yeah. I think that this sort of modeling, like you said, it starts really early. It doesn't have to be you know, really, really complex. And you don't have to go into like, this is self care. And this is the five right. things I do. And, or, you know, this is how I nourish my body with this and that and the other nutrient. No, it's like, this is how we take care of ourselves in a holistic way. This is how I pay attention and stay aware to how I, my body feels, which I yeah. think is really important, right? Body yeah. awareness is so huge for so health huge. and mental health. And just doing it in a way that models that for our kids, which I think is so, so powerful and so important. Absolutely. I love that you brought that up. No, and I love that you brought it up because it really, um, it also teaches them that there's, there's, you know, human moments, right? I mean, it's like, you know, I always joke with my daughter because we talk a lot about, you know, how's your energy bank? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she knows when I ask her that now, she's like, okay. And she's kind of taking inventory, you know? And she sees me when I'm like, you know, today's a little bit more of a low energy day or, you know, and I speak to it. And I, you know, try to model that for her as well. Cause mm-hmm. I know, you know, that's so important and it doesn't mean you have to do it every day and have a big to-do list. It can really be breaking it down into these simple moments, adding a couple extra minutes on your shower, you know, saying, Hey, I'm going to go take care of myself for a little bit or do whatever. I mean, it's like moments too. sipping your tea a little slower. You know what I mean? It doesn't need to always be anything more than moments. Some days that's all we have, you know, or that mm-hmm. we, that we create, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it's so important, just like you said, really important yeah. to model that. And even asking, you know, what did you do for yourself today? Yeah. And I think that that's a really powerful question because I think people think, well, I, when you really stop, if you ask somebody, what did you do for yourself today? I know. It really makes you think, right? You're like, hmm, yes. what did I do? Well, I cooked. No, that wasn't for me. Well, I clean the house. Well, laundry. Well, I worked. Well, none of that was for me, right? Right. I made the kids lunches. Like that wasn't for me, right? Right. So what did you do? And it's incredible. And I mean, you might find this as well, but like in my practice, I ask this question probably at least three or four times a day. What does your self-care look like right now? And I would say 75 to 90% of the time I'm met with blank stares. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. (laughs) What -hmm. does self-care even mean? Which that's part of my mission is to, you know, teach. And I think 
to teach that, right? To teach what does self-care mean? It's not, you know, the bubble baths and the massages and like right. candlelit, you know, glass of wine. Like, sure, we'd all love that. But really, right. self-care is what we want our daughters to do, which is take care of themselves. Literally, that's what self-care means, right? Look 100%. inward. How am I doing? What do I need? And can yeah. I be intentional about getting it? And I think that's like, it's that underlies every aspect of mental health and parenting. A theme I hear a lot too, always since I've worked with busy moms, but uh, especially right now is like, I just, I don't have time for one more thing. I don't have time Mm -hmm. for one more thing. You know, it's like, and so like one of my missions is how can we create these, these moments, these pockets, these whatever, where it doesn't feel like one more thing. And eventually it won't feel like one more thing because it's going to be the anchor, the practices, Mm -hmm. right? And it has so much ripple effect on your family. And trust me, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying like every day I have this dialed in because I don't, I'm a work in progress too. Cause I'm a busy mom, you know, and I'm an entrepreneur and I'm all of these things. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love, I think I have to double check the author, but there's a book called the one thing. I'm not sure if you've ever read it, but it's an entrepreneur book. And what I love about it is it's like, what's the one thing you could do that would make everything else on your list easier. And I've always thought that like self-care is the one thing every day because I know for certain that like, I'm a big fan of morning routines and I know they're somewhat controversial. Some people are like, hate the morning, whatever, 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 but I am a huge fan. And I know like, like clockwork now, because I've done it for so long, my body wakes up at five 30. Right. Yeah. And every morning I'm like, well, this is, it feels very cozy here and I'd much rather stay in bed. But I know that if I get up and I do my meditation, usually a bit of movement, usually a bit of expression, whatever, the rest of my day is better. That's right. I'm I'm the same way. I'm the same way. And you don't want to listen. Like every day is not like, yay, I'm jumping out of my bed. I mean, it's like, but it, but those have those anchors. Mm-hmm. That is an anchor that helps you feel more nourished for yourself and and have more of ability to pour out for Absolutely. your children and others. I think it's so, so essential. And as a nutritionist, it's funny because people will laugh because I'm like, oh, you know, the nutritionist that likes dessert or, you know, that doesn't talk about food all the time because ultimately you could be eating all organic. You could be doing all the right things, soaking your grains, doing everything. But if you're so riddled with like, lack of joy, not taking care of yourself, stress. It doesn't, I mean, you're doing, you know, some good things. It doesn't like zero it out, but it's just like, all right, how can we change this narrative really? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I, exactly with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then moving on, how important it is for us to model these anger habits for our daughters, which is Absolutely. so good, right? And you spoke about nutrition and I, we were talking briefly before this that I'm doing some yeah. training now in nutritional psychiatry and integrative nutrition for mental health and learning all of the amazing things and how we can support our brain health, yes. right? With different yes. nutrients and vitamins and foods. And a lot of it is a bit common sense, right? Like don't eat a lot of junk food, right? Your brain doesn't like it. But some of the things that I've been learning are just really incredible. Can you tell us a little bit, you mentioned about, you know, some liver cleansing kind of nutrients. Is there other specific kind of like food groups or nutrients that you recommend for, you know, the developing female body? Yeah, I think speaking of brain health, you know, really making sure that you're getting enough fats, good, healthy fats. It's really like across the board. I'm talking to everybody out there. But you know, if we want to be specific for adolescents, and they're changing developing brains and body. I mean, healthy fats, 
enough omega-3, you know, good amount of mm-hmm. omega-3s, which sometimes could be hard to get in. A lot of us are very deficient in omega-3s. So, you know, because maybe we're not eating fish enough or we're not taking the supplement. But you can get omega-3s in chia seeds and flax. I mean, there's there's other ways. So really getting good fats in your body help the brain, help mm-hmm. stabilize that blood sugar. So it's really important there. Really, you know, taking care of your gut health is important. And I love how you talk about your morning routine because everyone thinks, well, I'll take a probiotic, I'll do whatever to help my gut, my gut health. But a lot of it is also the brain gut mm-hmm. connection with the stress, right? Mm-hmm. So getting those anchors dialed in laughing, having a little bit more joy in this world right now that can feel very heavy for our girls, for us, and really supporting the gut health. Because as you know, Dr. Koo, like what is it, 90% of the serotonin's in your gut, right, for your brain. Mm-hmm. So really yeah. around that, am I correct? correct on that number I think it's I don't know if it's exactly I don't know what exactly it would be 90 but I do say that right we have serotonin receptor serotonin being the brain chemical that helps moderate our mood right one of them there's multiple but serotonin is kind of like the one that they talk about in in some kind of like popular psychiatry research and you know there's serotonin receptors in the brain and there's serotonin receptors in the gut right and some but it might say that you know I've I've often heard the gut referred to as the second brain when really evolutionarily it was probably the first brain (laughs) right and then we evolved the like you know the thinking brain after that but but you're so right like the impact we often don't think about our gut health being related to our brain right people think I'm going to take a probiotic I'm going to eat yogurt I'm going to get activia I'm going to do all these different things so that I can have these really this really healthy microbiome but they don't realize that the excessive anxiety stress kind of mental chaos that they're not managing with all the hard work that you have to do to manage that yes is causing them to have gut distress, right? Like I, I personally see a ton of irritable bowel syndrome and yeah. constipation in my mental health population. And it's because the brain and the gut communicate, oh right? My gosh. And totally. so if you are struggling with all sorts of like digestive issues, looking at how you're feeding yourself and how it's impacting your mind and vice versa, right? Like it's a, it's a back and forth communication path through that vagus nerve from the brain oh to the gosh, gut, yes. brain to the gut, gut to the brain, right? And so it's yep. really, really important to highlight and to think about that. I love that you brought up omega-3s because I've yes. just, there's so much relatively compelling research about omega-3s and the use, you know, for prevention of depression, oh, yeah. um, right? And that that we need those good heart-healthy fats. I think that we went through, and brain-healthy fats, if I may, we kind of went through like a fad, anti-fat fad you know like probably now 15 20 years ago and I think that kind of left a bad taste in our mouth for fat when really like good healthy fats olive oil specifically fish fats right providing omega-3s are incredibly anti-inflammatory and super powerful for the brain so and they're so they're important and it's like I talk to people all the time they're like oh it's okay to eat that or oh gosh I'm so confused and I'm like look everybody's different but you know we're worrying more about the sugar, the processed food, the Twinkie type things, you know, versus yes. the 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 fats. And also making sure your body's getting enough electrolytes. And this is a big one for, especially right now on the Zooms all the time. Mm. You hear people talk about, oh, I feel so Zoomed out. And, you know, if they're not in wearing the blue blocker glasses or whatever, it's like getting more electrolytes into the body through, you know, good quality sea salt, Himalayan salt 
you know, obviously check with your doctor if you have any blood pressure stuff or whatever, but, you know, adding in a little bit more electrolyte stuff, salts. Uh, another really helpful thing if you're zoomed out is to have some mineral water, some Pellegrino, some sort of mineral water, not LaCroix, not the sparkling drinks, but some sort of mineral water because we get real dry when we're inside a lot, when we're staring at a screen. And so I work with my, you know, my girls and my daughter little eight ounce cup of mineral water, it almost like awakens your brain. I work with a lot of um, clients that do neurofeedback and they come to me for nutrition support. And hands down, the, the grownups are always like, thank you for the mineral water tip. It like wakens people up after they've had brain work or been on Zooms. So that's another thing I work with a lot with teens and preteens is are you getting enough electrolytes? You know what I mean? Because mm. those get depleted with stress. You just reminded me of my blue blockers. <laughs> <laughs> you put them on. I don't so know. Like, oh, my blue blockers. <laughs> Darn it. Where am I at? Yeah. Yeah. I love totally. that you mentioned that because I've never heard of that, the mineral water thing. And that's yeah. fantastic. That's a great, great tip for any of us right now, like right on screens, especially if the mom's listening or, you know, on computers all the time for work or whatever, building a business, whatever you're doing yeah. on the computer. I have started using, um, using the blue blockers more for being on screens a lot yeah. just for sleep mostly because um, yeah, at night in the evening, right? They're important, but, um, but no, I really love that mineral water tip. That's fantastic. That's really, yeah, really good. Try it out and let me know how you, how you like it. But I feel like it's, it's about these things can be very simple. You don't need a bottle of mineral water. It's like eight ounces, you know, to yeah. really awaken. And so, you know, we're supporting the brain health with the healthy fats, the, you know, the gut with some probiotics, some sauerkraut, some, you know, fermented foods, mind you, and watching the stress in the mind. Um, and then the nervous system really focusing, you know, I talk with a lot of my teen clients, my daughter, you know, myself is supporting the nervous system. So that's, you know, the self care piece, all of that, but also, you know, magnesium is really helpful. And again, check with your doctor before you're taking, taking any supplements, but Magnesium is very calming for the body. You can take like an Epsom salt bath. A lot of th times I hear they go, oh, we have to clean the bathtub. I don't think I can do that. And I'm like, listen, just get a pot, put some Epsom salt in some water and stick your feet in it. Oh, that's it's all idea. about getting, you know, the magnesium into the, into the skin, which is your mm -hmm. largest organ. And then, you know, into the, eventually the nervous system relaxes when the magnesium comes in. So that's mm -hmm. where we left off was on magnesium piece no fantastic that's great and magnesium it's great for muscle cramps too so oh if my you, do, yeah. you know if your daughters are in sports or whatever and they're maybe struggling with cramps at night like magnesium baths epsom salt baths are fantastic for that too they're so so mm -hmm. fantastic so just like yeah. you, you know nourishing be all of this can be applied to everybody but i know we were, were focusing a lot on you know preteen and teen girls mm -hmm. and you know the the modeling the great you know the self-care and the anchors and you know supporting all the different organs with you know foods or what have you it's just it's like and it can be in these moments you know it doesn't have to be like whole day of food prep you know yeah. it's just like just little things <laughs> well and it might sound like a lot yeah. to listeners right to be like oh god I have to think about magnesium baths and all yeah. these different things yep. but really it's like look at what your family is doing look at what yep. some of their struggles are and just start with one thing at a time right like 
Oh, Absolutely. like, you know, we're going to start when you're having your Zooms every day, I'm just going to buy some like, you know, mineral water and maybe try it and see how it goes. Right. It just That's doesn't right. have to be all of this overwhelming, you know, we should have 17 habits at once because that will not last. No. It's all about starting small and picking something that, you know, it seems like it's going to be good bang for your effort, kind of big bang for your buck mm-hmm. um, and going from there. So I'd love to hear like, what does the Nourished Girls Project do? So you mentioned like camps and things, but I'd love to hear more about it. Yeah, so the Nurse Girls Project is a project and kind of, you know, in a movement really that supports and empowers preteen and teen girls to live their joy and to be confident, be themselves, to be really kindness activists to themselves and others, and to really dream big. So we, we do that through, we've hosted an amazing, we have amazing summer camp. It's awesome. It's virtual this last year. And we do that through uh, camp extended offers where after the camp, you know, you're like, ah, I want to stay connected. I want to still, you know, hang with the girls. It's ages eight to 14. Nice. Um, and also we have a card deck that is a 52 deck of inspirational uh, artwork and messages that were, were that. created by 16 preteen girls. So it was an idea that Nyla, that my daughter had, when we started the Nourish Girls Project, she, we draw from an inspirational deck, like every day in the morning, part of our morning routine. Yeah. And she was standing there and she's like, Mom, what if with this Nourish Girls Project, we uh, made a deck of cards for girls my age? And oh. that's kind of where it started. We started, you know, her and I sat down and started painting and her first card was of a girl that had her hands on her hips and a crown on that said DWJ. And the message said, I am determined with joy. Cute. And that was the first card. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Universe, whatever they're telling us to do something. So another way that we kind of uh you know reach girls is through this card deck and it's our card deck is global it's all over the place and um we also give back a portion of sales profits to an organization called girl up initiative uganda they're in africa uh and they give back they like help empower girls and help with safer period products and they're the most amazing organization and so we decided to really partner with them with the card decks. And so that's the giving back piece there. That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. I love that Nyla's involved as well. And I think there's so many valuable skills to be learned in creating something like a business and then using it to give back and to express yourself and to, you know, live out one of your passions. And I think it's going to set her up just so amazing and to build a lot of community. Because what I love about the brain too is that we're built on connection, yes. right? And so that a deck like that, right? Like she, you know, made a lot of those. Those girls made a lot of those, and it's with the idea that they're connecting with other girls and supporting them, even if they don't yeah. know who they are. I still, I, I still talk about it, and I get like chills because I think about the art experiences. I mean, we just went for it. We had no idea what was going to come out, and you know, we had like six different art experiences, and I think there was like 107 cards that were created. And then we hired a children's illustrator come in and kind of pare it down, you know, to the 52 card. That was not easy. But I mean, the richness and the conversations and the connection. And so now it's like you can still have that connection with pulling a card Mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe 
it's a tough day, or maybe it's a good day, or however it may be, sharing this message with a friend, or, you know, pulling this card for yourself. It's just, mm -hmm. it, it's really amazing. And we are in the process of developing more things with the Nourish Girls project, like kind of brand. But for right now, it's, it's really with our camps. It's with, you know, the card deck and also doing, which I love working with with moms and preteen girls. So I do, a, I do a lot of that in my private practice, but mm -hmm. we just, there's so many more things we want to do. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with the card deck. I have, um, from one of my previous coaches, I have a card deck from the Gabby Bernstein book, the universe has your back, which That's is what we draw from. Yeah. Right. And I just love that deck, right? Like yeah. I just love it. I actually have, you can't yep. see right now, but on my bedroom mirror, I have like nine of them all lined up, right? Because I do think it's so important to have these really empowering, positive statements, just bring you back to joy, bring you back to love, right? Just snapping you out of that negative mindset and that negative energy. And I think it's really important practice to have from a young age, right? Because I don't think I really learned about affirmation cards and, and, and those sorts of, you know, mantra cards and all that sort of stuff until I was like, you know, in my adulthood. Absolutely. And I really could have used them through medical school. Okay. And residency. <laughs> You're like, this, and I could have wallpapered them. my room. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think we all do, I, you know, yeah. even when we're young girls, I think we all do the same things that I, I remember cutting things out of magazines and creating little, like, special boxes of treasures and mementos with magazine things and all the, like, phrases and stuff. So I think the idea was always there, but I love that you've conceptualized it into a beautiful card deck designed for adolescent girls because I think that's such a tumultuous but beautiful time. Yeah. And it's such, a, it's such a time of, you know, I it's like the intersection between little and big, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it is one of the silver linings I feel of COVID for me personally, it's been able to really witness this. There, yeah. There's a lot of things we can talk about on the other side, Yeah. but you know, with the world being differently right now and everything is being able to witness things I wouldn't necessarily see when my mm -hmm. daughter was maybe not right here. And it's been, it's been really amazing, you know, to see those shifts and changes that are happening so quick. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just being able to ground into that has been really beautiful. So I appreciate Amazing. that. I really appreciate yeah. that. Like lightning, it changes. I swear my girls were born yesterday and they just turned four and I'm like, ah, stop oh my God. Up. Seriously, oh. we have to get we have to get them a card deck because it you can use it as I mean, young, like my husband draws from it. Doesn't matter. Ah, These messages awesome. are beautiful and there's an energy in the card about Knowing that, you know, girls made these, mm -hmm. you know, 16 mm -hmm. different pre-adolescent That's amazing. That's amazing. So, Amy, I'm going to put all of this in the show notes. But please, I think you were going to share a special freebie for my listeners. Yes. But let us know also where my listeners can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on thenourishgirlsproject.com. I'm also, that's all one. And I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at thenourishgirlsproject.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at busy nutrition, which is, um, that's, I'm kind of like integrating both into mm -hmm. the nourish girls, but you can also find me there. A lot of my, um, I post, I've posted a lot in the past on that page mm -hmm. a lot too. Great. Yeah. Awesome. And then I think you had mentioned you had a special kind of gift for my listeners. Yes. So I put together, it's been fun putting this together because I got to learn about all kinds of cool stuff for my preteen, a free, healthy, get ready resource guide. Hmm. And this guide is cool. It's really full of what you can expect to get in this guide. 
is like period product recommendations, like companies and, and, and puberty books and things that I've looked at myself and that I would recommend. And what's kind of cool is that, I mean, I learned about this company called Top, the Organic Project, who is a mother-daughter company, all organic period products using no plastic. So all of these, I had never even heard of them. And now it's like yeah. all I ever have for myself included. So uh, these products in the free guide are all kind of around, you know, supporting your healthy body and also good for the planet. Amazing. I love that. Awesome. Well, this was super fun. Thank you so much for being here and for lasting through the technical difficulties. It was really my pleasure to have you and it's such a good conversation. And like I said, this is the last episode of season one of the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've absolutely loved being able to host so many incredible guests and women on this platform. And I look forward to sharing more of my insights and mental health tips into season two, starting in January, 2021. Thanks for tuning in and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get updated each week when a new episode is released. Have comments or questions about this episode? Reach out to me on either Instagram or Facebook at Carly Crew or through my website at carlycrew.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could share it with someone you love or snap a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can say hello. As always, remember, you're meant for more mama and there's nothing wrong with that.